T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So me go so then. Well, I don't really care what people say. I don't really watch what them want do. Still, I got to stick to my girls like glue. Welcome back, everybody. I'm very excited to come here to next guest. One of our favorite. You guys know we love the fight. You love boxing. This is uh, one of our favorite boxing guests. This is uh, Andre Ward. We went to, it was our first fight together. You guys know we love the Vegas stories. We were just out in Vegas for Spence Crawford. But our first trip was to Vegas for Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev, the rematch. He stops him, the final fight of his career. And Andre Ward, kind enough to join us now. His new book, Killing the Image, is, is out today. It's out today. So go check it on out. Go get it, uh, it where all books are available. Andre, uh, you've been doing a lot of reflecting, man. I saw your Showtime documentary. Now you are, you know, you got your book out. What has this year been like, like in reflection, man? Has this been a, a hard couple of years to put this all down? Or is it, uh, has this been a cool experience for you? It's been, it's been a lot of things, you know, over the last two years between like the last two or three years between the doc and the book, man, I'm, I'm over myself. I'm tired of hearing about myself. <laughs> I, I'm happy for y'all to hear about, you know, hear about me and, and hear more about my story. Um, but it's been a great process, you know, a lot of a lot of legwork to get things sold and find the right home for the doc and the book. Um, we found it. And now it's just about trying to tell the right stories the right way. And once I got my mother's blessing that I could tell her story and I thought long and hard about my father's story, even though he's gone. And I began to have the courage to tell my story. Uh, I was off to the races and anything I try to put my hands to do, man, I try to do it uh, the right way, a very classy, detailed way. And I believe that killing the image is another one of those uh, projects. Andre, so you ever sit back and like when you went through this process and you doc and you talk about your family and your career and, and where you are now? You ever look back and go, damn, I made it. I have a, I had a hell of a life. Because, you know, we all have friends that didn't quite get there. Yeah. You know, guys we grew up with that, for whatever reason, it didn't quite work out for them, and they took a different turn. And you look back and go, wow. Yeah. Like, you, you have to look back and go, you know, I can't understand. Like, you think we tired of hearing the story, but just to look back and reflect, you ever just sit back and go, huh, I had a hell of a run. These last four or five years have been that, you know, since right. retirement. Um, I was always taught, even as a young kid, you know, I win nationals and it's like, yeah, we can talk about it for a day or two and we got to get back to work. I was always taught to sort of mm-hmm. take my business, suppress it, and then move on to the next. But when I retired, went through the process, making it to the Hall of Fame, and then starting these two projects, this doc and the book, I, I, I gave myself the opportunity to sit back and reflect. And I, I've had a heck of a life, 
You know, I've been through a lot in 39 years. Uh, most importantly, I've overcome a lot. And I look back at the career and I'm like, the critics can say what they want to say. Right. I'm a first ballot Hall of Fame. And they can never take that away from me. How uh, how tough were those uh, conversations, Andre, with your mom about uh, going back into your 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 childhood and all of, all of that stuff, bringing that stuff up? Were, were, the, were those tough talks with her? Tough talks. Uh, went better than expected. You know, when I finally did, you know, get her to talk and and, and talk about the situation, and I and I'm so happy about my mother, man. She has been through a lot. Uh, she's made some mistakes, but but she's more than those mistakes that she's made. She's overcome a lot. And she's free. She's not that person anymore. And like I mentioned in my dedication uh, in the first part of the book is that what she wasn't necessarily for me. She's that to my my grandbabies and my children. They call her granny. And I'm just proud of her, man. She's a true redemption story. Uh, My father wasn't here to give me his blessing, but I believe that I represented my dad the right way while telling the truth and uh, tough conversations that needed to be told. We both agree and my mother that it would be selfish at this point in time in life to withhold these stories and these processes and, you know, the generational things, the good, the bad, the ugly from the world. We got to tell it. Hopefully some people grab something from it. And here's the thing too. Like, I just don't want people to be inspired by this book. I I hope that the inspiration turns into something. There's some roadmaps in this book, killing the image. And I hope that some people can follow some of those paths and get free in some areas too. Was there ever a point when, you know, you started going through this process of, of telling your story that you got to a point that you went through or your moms went through and y'all had a conversation like, we need to put this out so people don't do this. Yeah. Right. We need to. So, so maybe people could avoid this part of this story because it'll make their life a little bit easier and their path a little bit easier. We did we did several, several, several stories, several instances. Uh, and, you know, my, my brother, Shaka Senghor, he's got a, a, a book out called Writing My Wrongs. And it talks about, you know, growing up in Detroit and, and finding his gift of writing, you know, in a Detroit prison system. And this dude is a tremendous orator and just a gifted writer. I would call him in those moments when I would get stuck, like, like Shaka, I can't talk about this, bro. I can't do it. He said, Drake, look at He would laugh and say, I get you. He said, but look at this. He said, it's not if I can talk about it, it's how am I going to talk about it? He said, this is when your gift to write and to visualize comes in a place where you got to determine how do I tell this story in such a way where the, the reader can can see themselves in it. They can they can be inspired by it and they can see how you overcame it. And I did that time in and time out with this book. And um, man, I'm happy, bro. This book is out officially tomorrow. And man, go get it, and uh, you won't be disappointed. It looks uh, it looks great, Andre. I wanted to ask you about watching the documentary, uh, and I can't wait to get into the book. But I, one of the things that's fascinating with boxers, you know, we see the young college athletes; they get college to kind of mold and go into pros. You guys, if you want to get into professional boxing, and, and you, you know, dream of Olympics, you're doing that as a kid. What is that process like of basically giving up a childhood? to think about a goal that you have to have as an adult. It it seems like almost, I don't know if you can compare it really to anything in sports, maybe musician, like young, young, young singer, but like, that's a crazy thing to have a plan like that as a child to do this, you know, in, in the, in the prime of your adulthood to earn. 
what's crazy about everything you just said is that we actually, we being my dad and Verge, like we actually believed that it was going to happen. Like that's the crazy part. And I didn't realize how sort of abnormal my childhood was uh, until I became an adult. I'm like, bro, you, that, yeah, that wasn't normal. Like I would disappear for a week, be at nationals fighting every day for five days. And then I would just pop back up at school on Monday. Like, what you mean, bro? Uh, I was at the nationals and I just won this, this boxing tournament. They'd be like, huh? Like it just wasn't. Your it, friends couldn't it, comprehend. Come on. It just, they just couldn't get it. So yeah. it, it's not normal. It's very abnormal. You do have to give up a lot. You're literally a phenom being groomed to be a gold medalist and then a champion. So it's a, it's a sacrifice, man. It's a sacrifice. And this is why even commentating, I'm very sensitive about my criticism about the young guys coming up because we equate talent with maturity. Just because you got this talent that's out of the world, we've seen it in football, we've seen it in different sports, where it's like, man, is it? but the character stuff ain't there yet. I try to be sensitive about my criticism because I know the process that I had to go through. We didn't have no financial courses. I figured out to not do the wrong thing by having to sue people saying, man, you getting over right here, man. Hey, man, hold on. Like, look, we got to fix this. I learned the hard way. So this is why I take my time before I throw out harsh criticism about young guys because they're trying to figure this thing out in real time. Well, the, the other thing is, is that, you know, in other sports, there's different levels and the maturity has an opportunity to grow. And it doesn't mean that once you get through college and go to the NFL, you are mature. But you were doing this in high school. Yeah. And, and so and so by the time we by the time as a football player, you are even considered to be mature enough is three years after college. Right. You see what I mean? So yeah, it's 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 um you know, I str- I struggle with it sometimes too, but I could get like, yeah, man, you know the struggle. You know that every talented the thing I learned in sports, and this is with everything. Every talented guy is not successful, mm-hmm. right? They don't always get they don't always get the rewards of their hard work, and it could be because of somebody else in their camp. It could be because they're you know they have the wrong backing or whatever, and 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 it's it's unfortunate, but everybody doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most talented guys never made it. Right. Some of them never sniffed a national or a college or a draft. Like some of the most talented because they didn't have a support system or the character stuff. They had people telling, bro, you got to put the drugs down. Bro, you got to get off the corner. They just couldn't do it. Some of the most talented. But they pick up a ball. You're like, bro, you got it. Like, man, just do this. And they just right. that just do this. They just couldn't figure it out. Right. You were probably fortunate in that your support system uh, kept you from the biggest struggle in your life. And that's getting out of the area that you in. Yeah, like that was the hardest thing, you know. I, some me and some of my friends, the struggle wasn't making it to the NFL. The struggle was getting out of the area that I lived in, yeah. and a lot of people can't do it. Yeah, I'm grateful, man, for my dad. You know, though he was he had his struggles, he was present. Right. And then Verge came along, and it was like this dual father role. And then when my dad passed, you know, when I was about 18 years old, Verge stepped right in. Like if I have those two and then Verge being there when my dad passed, man, I don't even want to know because I strayed even with him being there. So if I didn't have him there, it wouldn't have been good, man. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sorry, the, the great Andre Ward, his new book out, Killing the Image. Go get it wherever books are available. Andre, I wanted to ask a couple of things uh, in the sports world. We're down here in Miami guy from your area and uh, you have a relationship with Damian Lillard uh at a at a point this summer you ever touch base with him because we all thought he was going to end up down here in Miami with his uh his uh breakup with the trailblazers we thought for sure we had all the mock-ups the photoshops that he was going to be down here did you ever touch base with him in the in the summer and uh hear about either his interest in coming down here or what he was going through and all that with uh, his breakup with the blazers and if so like what uh what can you tell us about those conversations yeah, no, I definitely stayed in contact with him, man. And, you know, for me, it's less about the business and more about just him. You know, this is a dude that is a, a national, I mean, a worldwide superstar, um, and rightfully so. And it's always about the business with guys like that. And and I know what it feels like to just be the commodity and not the person. So anytime I tap in with Damon, how you doing? How you dealing with everything? You all right? I don't get into, bro, what you think? You going to my – I don't I don't play with that stuff. He's got enough of that stuff on a day-to-day basis. So I pretty much stayed out of that, and I found out about things just like everybody else. But, I man, Dame is a solid dude. Got a lot of weight on his shoulders, um, and but he carries it well, man. And may, may, Maybe it's an Oakland thing. I don't know. Andre, let me ask you, because, you know, the way the fight game is right now, you got so many hands in the pot yep. that, that guys are starting to just – you know, go and do other things, you know, whether it's these little, you know, these unsanctioned fighting matches that are making them money. When I was a kid, it was called prize fighting, Mm -hmm. right? You fought for money. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, how do you feel about these guys going to do these special matches and getting paid more money than they would to fight in their own profession? I mean, if you can, if your fan base wants to pay for it, I don't knock it. Only thing that I don't like, some of the influencer boxing and stuff that I see is when you got two guys that shouldn't be in a boxing ring. Correct. Right. You just shouldn't be here. Right. Like have more respect for the sport. It's more respect for the sport, but it also shows you the the level that we at. Like this ain't no game. Like y'all look crazy and yeah, you made a few dollars, but you, you see that this is different. So I don't, I don't really get offended by it, but that's just stuff. I kind of turn my, I'm like, ah, whatever. I ain't watching that. 
But I respect what like the Jake Pauls are doing, the Logan Pauls. I respect what they're doing because guys like that, they really work hard. Like I know the circles they run in, and they're really in the gym. They really train. They they taking they getting the black eyes and stuff like that, trying to become good. So I respect what they're doing. People can be mad all they want to, but people are gonna be mad about anything in terms of fighters like either mma or boxers being able to make more money outside man get your money because historically in both of these sports the fighters are walking away not what they're supposed to have but they're taking the damage right and they got to deal with that post career and then people just wag their finger oh that guy didn't make what he was supposed to make oh he got robbed so you can find a niche if you can find a way to use that same talent over here and they want to pay you more man i don't have a problem with that what uh? What did you think of uh, Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury? Uh, Man, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. Like I'm gonna be real. Like I didn't give Francis a shot to not beat, but just even to look good. And I like him. I like his story. I like you know. I watched him in the UFC. I respect him. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, man, it's no way. It's no way that. Oh, you gonna bring all that muscle mass into this boxing ring? And I saw him hit the mids and stuff. I'm like, well, that's not it. That's not it. And I saw the first round and I said, I, t- I, was in a, I was in a gym lifting and doing some cars. I said, I said, man, he's just carrying them. I said, Tyson is just giving them a, a giving the fans in Saudi Arabia, you know, a few good rounds. A lot of people there, you don't want to knock them out in the first round. I said, this is going to be over for four, four, fourth round or fifth round. I go on a Stairmaster. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing my little 30 minutes, right? So I look up, they still watching the fight. I'm like, what's going on with the fight? They look at me like, he might be winning. I said, who's winning? Francis, he may be beating him. I said, I got off the Stairmaster. He just knocked him down. I mean, I couldn't believe any of them. So <laughs> yeah. the fact that it was a uh, an argument or a controversial decision, I still don't know what to make of it. Tyson said he trained 12 weeks. So normally I can wrap my head around the boxing business and give some type of, some type of input. I have none. Right. I just respect what Francis did. He took the risk. He prepared. And, man, he showed out. He did his thing. I mean, he's a freak. But, like, you know, Tyson, we've seen him in there with power punch of freaks and Deontay Wilder. We've seen him bully guys. In this. Like, I, just, I couldn't even imagine anybody touching you coming from MMA. Like, I, you know, every, you know, yes, it would say you're, you're more skilled than Tyson Fury, but he's as skilled a big man as there is. I can't even imagine. I couldn't wrap my mind around what I was watching. I have no words. And and that, that knockdown was legitimate. That was legitimate. Yeah. So I have no words. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's one of those things in sports you go, huh? <laughs> if I, mean, I don't have him, my man. Yeah, yeah. If I don't have my prediction isn't right, I'm normally not too far away. Man, I wasn't even on the page. I, I wasn't even <laughs> I was nowhere near. I was like, brother, he <laughs> I didn't see this coming. Right. Before we get you out of here, Andre, two more. Um, Terrence Crawford, we were out for his performance against Errol Spence. It was one of the most thrilling things just to one see of, him. One of the best pieces of work I have ever seen in a boxing ring. Two people of that stature and one getting pieced up like that. You don't see that very often. It, yeah. yeah. It, insane. For Terrence... This talk, I mean, maybe a Canelo super fight. Do you think that's too much for him? Uh, would that be too much, biting off too much, or is he skilled enough that he could pull that off? He can do it, for sure. And to show you that he can do it, Canelo, I don't think Canelo's going to take that. Really? I don't think so. You see him saying Terrence's name? No. No, no. <laughs> no, I hear, I hear, I don't get anything out of that if I beat him. I'm like, I don't know. It feels like everybody would want to see that. 
Yeah, I don't. I think it it'll sell better than I think any fight that Canelo's had in the last few years outside of probably the Golovkin fight. Um, I don't think Canelo's gonna want to do that. And I and I talked to T, man. I talked to Terrence. I said, bro, you getting to that point, bro, where you may might be time to do that Andre Ward on him and just step away, just go, time, bro. Because at the end of the day, like two time undisputed. He could become three-time undisputed if he fights Canelo. That you know, that's another feat in history. Terrence is a businessman. He doesn't get a lot of credit for being a businessman. He's doing big business in Omaha and other places in the world. Um, he can walk away on his own terms. If you don't have a Canelo situation, what else makes sense? And you know what I hate? I hate that the champ always has to put himself in harm's way. So a guy like Terrence Crawford. They sometimes feel to get validated, they got to just keep going. You know what I mean? And I hate that. I hate that. It ain't his fault. Different, no, he came. Nobody could fight him. He, I think Terrence is different. Now, we'll see, right? Like, yeah. I talked a good game, and I was able to walk it out, but a, a lot harder than what people know. They didn't. You didn't see the days that I was like, man, I'm about to pick up the phone and call my manager. You didn't see the days I called my pastor, like, pastor, what do you think? I didn't see them days. So it looks like it was an easy transition, but it wasn't. The struggle for Terrence is similar to what it's going to be for me. He's extremely competitive. He competes at everything, dominoes, cars. When I see him, first thing we do is lock up. We wrestling for no good reason. We in the <laughs> lobby. And I was like, what are y'all doing? We wrestling. Like, now nah, you ain't stronger than me. All right, man, then we give each other a hug. Like, that, he got to find a way to channel that thing. Right. And that, that's my biggest concern for Terrence. But in terms of – him knowing that, hey, man, it may be time soon and I don't want to end up like this. I don't worry about in terms of his knowledge of the timing, but he got to execute. It's not going to be easy. See, because I, you know, when I think of when I think of a guy keep moving like this, Roy Jones. Mm. He Roy Jones was untouchable and he just kept moving until he got touched up. Yeah. Yeah. But I think T got a lot left in the tank. I think Terrence, given his lifestyle, mm-hmm. man, never touched a drink or, or, or alcohol or nothing, smoke a weed, right. nothing. So I think if he wanted to, he can go at least in two to three years without having no issues of slippage. Right. I got you. Just because you can don't mean you should, you know. Right. I'm not sure yeah. if it's a, a book spoiler, Dre, but um, what is the, the the one wild call you had with your manager? Like, I remember there was, like, maybe talks you were thinking of itching about going up to heavyweight. Like, what's the crazy thing that, like, was was thrown at your desk that you had to say, maybe, maybe I'll come back for that? Uh, I think it's been a Canelo thing over the years, you know, like it's weird because Canelo was never brought up when I was an active fighter. The only reason our name is even in the same category is because we fought a common opponent in Sergey Kovalev and Kovalev he fought was not the Kovalev I fought, you know, Kovalev was washed at that point in time. Give him credit. He stopped him. He did what he had to do, but here comes the chatter. Not from, not from Canelo, from fans. So, it's been that chatter and it got to a point where the chatter became uh, sort of real behind the scenes and, you know, all start getting made and, you know, I want to say stuff started moving, but you know, the right people started getting on the phone and, you know, it didn't materialize. And I actually had to come out again. This was probably about two, three years ago on ESPN to kind of reiterate that, man, I'm retired. And I did that as much for myself as I did for the people. You had to let yourself know. I had to let the world know again. And like, this is what I'm doing. I'm sticking to this because, man, you know, man, I I got a a, a high drive, um, 
I've always had a mission in my life. And though I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for what I'm doing out of the ring, it's not the same as in the ring. And the important thing for me is just not trying to chase that, rest in what I've done, rest in my legacy, man, and step back and allow the young guys to take it from here. We always appreciate your time. Andre Ward, go get his new book, Killing the Image. It is out this week, and it is, uh, I'm sure, going to be fantastic. He's been doing some fan, uh, fantastic work with his documentary, but this book looks like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Andre Ward, we always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Always, fellas. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.